Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer together and delving into God's Word, which is living and active and ready to both console and challenge us today. Let's put ourselves in His presence. You're free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments. We'll all pray for one another. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Praise to you, the living God worthy of all glory and worship, worthy to receive the obedience of all creation. Praise to you, Lord God, because you have spoken to us. You have not left us in the dark. You have given us your word as a lamp for our steps, a light to our path, the joy of our hearts, the reality of our salvation. Your truth sets us free. Enable us, Lord, in the midst of many divisions to always be on the right side of the division, asking to be kept in your truth and in your grace. We repent of sin in the division between what is right and what is wrong. We want to be on the side of right in the division of the path that leads to life and the path that leads to death. We want to be on the side of the path that leads to life. Enable us, Lord, today to reconfirm our commitment to you and to your living word into which now we delve, asking the help of your Holy Spirit. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. This reading is from the Gospel of St. Luke from chapter 12. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father a mother against her daughter and a daughter against her mother, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Lord Jesus, you have come to bring the proper and necessary division that between righteousness and evil, that which is between sin and grace. Lord, so many do not understand your words, so many misunderstand your mission. Allow us never to cover over the radical and permanent difference between truth and falsehood, between the gospel of salvation and the ways of the world. Enable us now to probe the the depths of this gospel passage. We pray to you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. 
Brothers and sisters, there's a passion, there's a fire that Jesus Christ brings to the earth. When we look in the Old Testament, we see fire as a sign of God's presence. Remember Elijah called down fire from heaven. It was a sign of the presence of the living God. Sacrifices were to be made to God with fire. Of course, there were different kinds of sacrifices. But when there were burnt offerings, obviously there had to be fire. Peals of thunder on the mountain, clothed in smoke, when God came and revealed himself to Moses and gave the covenant and the commandments. Fire is a powerful, powerful force in our lives. It was a cloud of fire, the presence of God accompanying the Israelites on their journey. Brothers and sisters, we have been immersed in a fire. The fire of God's love, His mercy, He purifies us of evil. Like gold tested in fire is our faith supposed to be. And it was in, as the letter of the Hebrews tells us, in the Holy Spirit, who came as tongues of fire at Pentecost, that Jesus made the sacrifice of himself, body and soul, into the Father's hands for our salvation. Fire representing love. So he has come to set the earth ablaze with love. And just as the letter of the Hebrews indicates that his sacrifice made in fire is made in the, in the Holy Spirit of love, so when he says that he has come to set fire, he talks about the baptism he is to receive. He's talking about his passion. And his passion sets the great division into, into high relief. Think of it as symbolized by the two who were crucified with him. One on his left, the other on his right. The good thief, the bad thief. And the different way in which they prayed represents two different approaches to life. If you are the Messiah, save yourself and us. This is a man guilty of crime, hanging there with the Savior, and he says the wrong prayer. He prays in a proud in worldly way, save us, save me. Praying it in a proud and worldly way, praying it in a shallow way, as if the only salvation would be to come down from that cross. To do what? Would he have continued his life of, of sin? In any case, whether he would or not, this was a a worldly way to pray, and a proud way, because he was criticizing Christ for not taking him down from that cross in that situation, not acknowledging anything about the justice of his punishment or the wrong that he had done. He took the other man to point out that you're justly suffering for the wrong that, that you did. We both are, he said. But then he prayed a prayer to the Lord that was the right one. He prayed to the Lord to save him, but not in a proud worldly way, but in a humble heavenly way, 
Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Yes, I want to be saved. But I want to be saved in union with you. I don't just want to be saved by you to gain some kind of earthly benefit. Some people use prayer and worship that way. Let me go pray to God so that I can have the possessions or security that I need. But they don't care if they're in union with Him as they live out that security or utilize those possessions. But the good thief prayed in a way that said, no, no, the salvation I want is to actually be in union with you, to be known by you, to be remembered by you. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. The freedom I want, the salvation I want is to be in your kingdom. Save me from this death on the cross. Doesn't necessarily mean being part of his kingdom. The other thief. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said he would fulfill it that very day. This is the division Jesus speaks of here. It's a division based on the very nature of God. If God is life, there's a division between life and death. God did not make death. God promised to destroy death. If God is, is all holy, there's a division there with sin. If God is truth, there's a division there with falsehood. That's why I always say, and you've heard me speak about it at length, it is not for us to be concerned that there's division. It's for us to be concerned that we're on the right side of that division. And when we have to choose and lead others down the right side of the road, the right road when the road comes to a division, as it does every day in our choices, there will be conflict. Not just because people are our friends and just because they're members of the same household, as Jesus is saying here, father, son, mother, daughter, daughter-in-law, mother-in-law, doesn't mean they're going to choose the right side of the division between sin and grace, between truth and falsehood, between life and death. Doesn't mean just being in the same household or being blood relatives doesn't mean they're going to choose the same way. Don't we all know that by painful experience? having friends, having relatives who are going down the wrong path. Just because we're in the same parish, just because we have the same religious label, doesn't mean we're going to be choosing the same path. I have more in common with Baptist and evangelical ministers all over the country who are adhering to the pro-life message of the scriptures and carrying it out than I do with some Catholic priests who aren't convinced of what has to be done according to the Word of God for the cause of life. What do we have more in common with? Brothers and sisters, the division that Jesus promises here is not the division unto destruction, where we're setting ourselves against people. It's the division there on the hill of Calvary. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. The division between that and those who reject that kingdom. And the way that we stay on that right path is precisely by drinking of this, this fire, by being immersed in this fire of God's love and His truth. 
letting it burn in us. Having ourselves the zeal for life overcoming death, for grace overcoming sin. May that fire always burn within us. Let's pray for that today. Lord Jesus, you said you came to light the earth on fire. What we want today is that this part of the earth, our own person, our own body, our own soul, today, without further delay, be set ablaze with the light of your truth, the fire of your spirit, the fire of your love. We ask to be set ablaze every time we pray, come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Lord Jesus, you said you have come to kindle a fire on the whole earth, kindle it in us and let it be by the outpouring of your spirit, the same spirit in whom you made your sacrifice on the cross, that same spirit who divides the worldly from the heavenly, the proud from the humble, the good thief from the bad. Bless us, Lord. Bless all the prayer intentions being expressed here and held in the hearts of all our viewers. Answer all their needs. Answer all our needs. And we pray humbly now as you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me, friends. Let others know about this time of prayer and scripture, and uh, thank you for spreading the word. Thanks for supporting our ministry, being in touch with our projects, and always, always, joyfully and effectively advancing the cause of the unborn. Great to be able to do it with you, and we will talk to you soon. Hello, this is Father David Begany. Like many priests, I am inspired and always learning from the Ministry of Priests for Life, which is one of the largest and most visible pro-life organizations in the world. This ministry relies on your financial support to be able to do its work produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give as generous a gift as you can. Thank you so much and be assured of our daily prayers for you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.